South Africans are definitely not apathetic. They are definitely not sitting back. They are very active citizens. When you look at issues of around healthcare, issues around education, we've got really strong civil society organizations in this country uh, that agitate for, for those social goods. But even beyond that, uh, we've seen lately when it comes to demanding accountability and for, for the government to take responsibility for certain issues, including corruption. I mean, we've seen uh, people protesting and going out for national shutdowns. Remember at the firing of our finance minister, etc. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that South Africans are not active. They're definitely active in society. Well, I suppose the criticism comes from the perspective that if you look at the high inequality in this country, where corporates are still able to make major profits and, you know, management and, and, and senior executives in, in companies are still able to take home high bonuses, you know, at the end of the year, even though there are job losses and things like that in various sectors. There's this feeling amongst ordinary citizens that the corporate sector does not take responsibility for the challenges that the country is facing. So I would say that beyond just things like corporate social responsibility, beyond things like providing bursaries for a few students, you know, carrying out you know some kind of outreach programs in communities, they actually have to realize, I mean, companies in this country and the private sector have to realize that their own success is dependent on the success of the nation-building project. So they need to become more engaged in terms of how is it that they can make a bigger contribution. Because those students, by the way, who study at universities are actually being prepared to go and be employees in in the private sector. So they should, in fact, play play a much bigger role in terms of how do they invest in the creation of the workforce in this country? How do they support the education sector to ensure that they contribute? Because they, they are the biggest beneficiaries of the education sector, for instance. So there is an argument to say, does the private sector actually realize that they too have a stake in South Africa working better? And they need to begin to think about, uh, business in this country needs to begin to think about what they can do to contribute to social good in this society. It can't be that, you know, with the high level of inequality that we see in our society, which actually drives a lot of the social ills, that business believes that this is only a, a, a problem that can be solved as a state. That's highly problematic. And, and so they, you know, the business really needs to come, start coming to the party and start thinking about these things. Because the more unstable our nation becomes, they too will be big losers in, in, in this situation. We need to distinguish between two things, I suppose. Um, on, the, on the first instance, South Africa has a very elaborate public participation mechanism, if I can put it that way. At, at the local government level, for instance, there's public uh, participation and consultation when it comes to, for instance, the IDP processes, the integrated development uh, plan process where communities are actually called upon to participate in planning and deciding on how resources are going to be used in specific uh, municipalities, etc. So, and also when you look at the constitution as well, I mean, there are provisions about participation, you know, public participation in processes at the national level, at the provincial level, as well as at the local level. So, there are provisions for participation, and people do engage in those processes. They do go and, and sit in, in meetings, in public meetings, 
they do go and contribute to those plans uh, at the local level. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is how effective are those platforms in carrying the voice of the people? And so when we look at the issue of protest, it, it often stems from the fact that people feel that these formal processes have not captured them. You know, they've not captured their voice and they're not serving their interests. And so is their political will, you know, uh, when, when people come and engage with their councillors, come and engage with their legislatures, come and engage with their leaders, is their political will from the, from the leaders to carry out the aspirations of the people? The second thing is, are these mechanisms actually effective? It's good and well to have an elaborate system of participation, but is it really effective? Does it, is it really the best way for people to participate? And it, does it really work for the people. And then the other question we need to ask ourselves and from the civil society side, uh, is the mobilization effective as well? Are we using the channels? Is civil society really using the channels in, in the best way possible? So to a certain extent the use of violence, particularly during protests, is not desirable. But we need to ask ourselves, what is it about the current system and how it works, the current system of public participation and how it works that makes people feel like even after participating in these processes, they still have to to make themselves heard. I mean, there's a culture that is developed in this country where people have understood and realized that when they go to the street, government responds to their grievances much more quickly than when they've participated in a formal process, for instance. So those are some of the issues that we need to consider. In terms of the, the point about the mechanisms for participation and, and protests and all of that in this country, I don't think the protests are a sign that people are rejecting, you know, the, the formal processes of participation. But it's a sign to say that People actually want to be heard, but they do not feel that they're being heard. And it's actually a call for both civil society and the state and the private sector to come together and begin to figure out what kind of society do we want to create and how do we bring everybody on board and how do we make communities and citizens feel uh, that they're in control of their own development and that they can participate in their own development and that uh, the the, the state and government is responsive to their needs, that uh, the, the processes of mobilization in civil society are also responsive to their to their needs and to, to their situations and also that the private sector comes on board to realize that they don't exist on an island but that there has to be a process where we all work together towards the South Africa that we want to see and the type of communities that we want to see.